remember these two things for the rest of your life. He blesses you because he loves you. He loves you. Whether you ever do anything or not, he loves you. But he also, he wants you to be a blessing. Pretty exciting video, but just let me remind you, every number has a name. Those, those are people. We're talking about people accepting Christ. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, vision, our vision going forward. Remind us of the vision. We have this once a weekend. This is one of the most exciting weekends to me to talk about what God's doing and what God's going to do. Um, I'm glad you're here. I want you to turn to John chapter 21. Uh, I finished the series last week, The Blessed Life. I'll be beginning a new series next weekend, uh, but I want to share with you a little bit about vision and about why we do what we do. And uh, so John chapter 21, if you can turn there. Uh, let me ask you to, uh, when you have a chance this week, go to our website and you can go to our vision report. Let's pull that up, guys, so they can see it. You can go to the vision report, the 2014 vision report. Uh, there's a good-looking guy that talks on it for a while. Uh, but these are some of the numbers you saw in the video, how many professions of faith, when you scroll down, how many baptisms, but it's interactive. So when you scroll down, you'll be able to see a whole lot more than what you saw in the video. There's the attendance, like for different services, how much uh, of our percentage of our offerings gave, went to uh, missions, uh, which it's a little over 15% of everything given. Then you can scroll, uh, hover over certain areas and it'll call up uh, those things and the statistics. And even when you scroll on down, then it shows some pictures le last year in review. And you can, I went through all those pictures yesterday and it was fantastic. And then there's a the financial report, all sorts of things. So I wanna just let you know that you can uh, avail yourself of that. Uh, John chapter 21, look at verse 15. It says, so when they'd eaten breakfast, this is after the resurrection, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. I just want you to notice he did not say feed my sheep three times, which is what most people believe. 
that he said the same thing three times. He did not. He said three different things. So the first thing he said was, feed my lambs. And then he said uh, to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Again, not feed my sheep, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now, that's when he actually got to those words that that we're familiar with. Uh, So I want to take these in reverse order and share with you a little bit about what drives me and what drives Gateway Church. So uh, number one is feed my sheep. It's the last thing he said to Peter but it's probably the most famous thing that most of us know. This has driven me most of my life. And especially when God called me to be a senior pastor, I was an associate pastor before and an evangelist before, uh, I had this overwhelming and still have this, that if we would simply feed God's people, we could change the world. If God's people knew His Word, we could change the world. And uh, in the very first vision class, the very first membership class at Gateway Church. I wrote it. um, I taught it. Uh, There were only 10 people there. uh, So um, I I did the whole thing. And when I finished teaching, we called it Catch the Vision. Back then, I came up with that term. We still call it that today. When I finished teaching, I said, does anyone have any questions? And this one lady who had one question, first membership class ever, she said, do you have a plan to reach the lost? And before, I mean, I could even think about the question, it just popped out of me, and I said, yes, feed the sheep. Because healthy sheep reproduce. Uh, This Easter will be our 15th uh, anniversary as a church. And what we're, the, the people that we have seen that have come to Christ and have grown in their relationship with the Lord, I believe it's because we keep this at the forefront is to feed the sheep, feed God's people. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, I want to say, take this opportunity to say thank you to you because we have 24 services a weekend at five different campuses, and I don't have to preach all of them live. So, I'd like to say thank you for that because it's helped me keep my mind over these past few years. There's no way, I want you to think about it, there's no way that we could help as many people as we do without simulcasting the message or recording the message and replaying it. And even at the South Lake campus, many of you see me on the screen rather than in person. And thank you for understanding that the Holy Spirit can still speak and still teach us God's Word. There's no way that I could do them live. There's no way. Uh, we, I used to, we used to have six services a weekend at one campus before we had multi-campuses, before we even started doing video messages. We had six services a weekend, three Saturday night, three Sunday morning. I did all six of them live. And then I could not speak coherently for the next three days. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just my mind, you know, it was just very difficult to do that. Uh, what I've noticed is that church hasn't changed, our mission hasn't changed, but technology has changed our world. Have you, have you, would you agree with that? I mean, it's different from when we grew up. Now, some of you aren't as old as I am, some of you are, some of you are hair older, uh, not much. But when I grew up, we had three channels. Anyone relate to that? Three channels. And and if the president was on, your night was shot. (laughs) 
because he was on all three channels, right? And some of you will, and some of you will not remember this and have no clue what I'm talking about, but I was the remote control. <laughs> I see some of you shaking your head. You, you, you. And I changed the, let's see how many of you know this or did this. I changed the channel with pliers. <laughs> Raise your hand if you ever changed channel with pliers. Look at that. Because the knob broke a long time ago. And they always broke. Every one of them broke. And so we had a set of pliers sitting on top of the TV, right? And, and when my dad wanted the channel changed, son, go change the channel. I was the remote control. Okay, so I know things have changed, and I appreciate you allowing the church to change and grow with it. And one of the reasons, one of the ways we do it is that we're able to record the messages. Um, we're also able to do it, and let me show you a couple of numbers that I think are very significant. If you want to clap after these at every campus, you're welcome to do that because I think they're worth applauding personally. Um, there's no way Gateway Church could do what it does without this number right here. 7,346 volunteers across all campuses. So thank you. I agree. Thank you. And if you're not volunteering somewhere right now, uh, we have room. So don't think, well, they don't need me. We need you somewhere. Uh, let me show you another number that I think is extremely important, again, because it represents people. At our altar ministry, at our altars last year, 38 1,712 people received prayer. Isn't that fantastic? We personally prayed with over 38,000 people last year. Here is the number that was on the video, but you might not have caught it because it's so large. 1,005,759 prayer interactions on my Gateway app. That's, that's phenomenal. To be able to post a prayer and have that many people then see your prayer and pray for your prayer. Uh, and then here's one, if you don't know, we have a healing ministry where we pray for people who need physical healing. God is concerned about your physical body. Uh, 1,350 people ministered to, now get this one, 372 confirmed healings last year. 372 people physically healed. All right, so number one is feed my sheep. Here's number two, tend my sheep. Tend my sheep. Now this, the Greek word here, uh, for tend, and this is not feed, it, this is very clear, the translation, uh, it's tend. Let me tell you what it actually means. It might offend you a little bit because we are sheep. It means herd. And herding sheep is sometimes like herding cats. But anyway, herd my sheep. In other words, uh, let me tell you the root of this word. It's shepherd. Shepherd, guide my sheep. This is what I feel like God's called me to do. He's called me to lead and to feed these main things. Uh, this is helping people understand it's not just the weekend message, it's church, it's doing life and learning more. Equipping classes, freedom ministry, kairos, uh, men's ministry. By the way, our men's summit is this week and we are sold out. So I'm glad you're coming, men. Um, I'll be speaking one night, I'll, I'll be interviewing two interviews with people you know, Jace Robertson will be here, I'll be interviewing him. And, uh, and uh, Jason Witten, who's a member of Gateway of the Dallas Cowboys, will be here, and I'll be interviewing him. So it's going to be a great men's conference, and we have other speakers, lots of things going on. You might say a prayer for the weather, uh, because we have a lot of outdoor uh, things that are going on, or just 
um, wear something warm. I started to say wear your long johns. I don't know if it's appropriate to say long johns in church. So, but, um, so come warm, all right? Uh, pink is coming up. We're not sold out yet. We always sell out. Here, here's what I'm uh, concerned about is that we do sell out and you, you, you don't get to come. So ladies, please register for that. But all the things we have during the week, student ministry, seven, young adults, singles, family ministry, all of these things. So let me show you a, a couple of numbers. Uh, equip, uh, the, you, people took more than one class, so that's what this represents. 46,000 registrations for equipped classes last year at the King's University. Uh, uh, we have over 700 students, if you didn't know this, at 11 campuses across the United States. We have multiple campuses. This is the university that we uh, have taken the stewardship from Pastor Jack Hayford, who founded this university. It's, a, it's full university, fully accredited. You can get your bachelor's, your master's, or your doctorate in theology. So it's like a seminary now, but we're going to be adding some other degrees to that to broaden the university. Uh, Freedom Ministry, 5,195 attended Freedom Classes, and Kairos, 2,953 people attended Kairos events. Can we thank the Lord for that? That's people getting their lives straightened out. So that's tending my sheep. And here's the third one is feed my lambs. It's the first thing he said to him, but I took it in reverse order. Feed my lambs. Now this word for lambs, it's not sheep. It's not sheep in the Greek. It's correct translation. It's lambs. And here's what it actually means. Little lambs. If it were translated directly, it would be translated little lambs. And here's what one uh, Greek lexicon says about it. It has the implication of helplessness and dependence. So what does that say to me as a pastor? It's the new people. It's people who are just now coming to know Christ. It's people who maybe have even known the Lord for a long time, but they haven't grown in the Lord yet. They haven't really been discipled. They're just coming. Uh, My job, our job, it's to feed the lambs. So we always, always want to see people accept Christ. I know you saw this number a moment ago, but it's, it's uh, worthy to show this number again uh, because this number was recorded in heaven, 3,528 professions of Christ last year at Gateway Church. 3,500 people accept Christ. I can remember when I read in Acts years ago that they were getting, people were getting saved daily. And I remember thinking 365, and I prayed, Lord, I pray for the, the year when we get to 365 people saved in a year. In other words, at least one saved on an average every day, and now we're almost 10 times that. Let me show you how that breaks down, though, uh, to uh, help you understand how important it is when we do evangelistic outreaches. 1,060 uh, got saved in the Room 12 series. That's a four-week series. We do an evangelism four-week series every year. Remember, I do three. Michael Jr. does one and does a fantastic job presenting the gospel uh, with humor. Uh, 819 people got saved at Truthical, uh, which is our musical production, which we're going to do Truthical again this next year. So please, you could bring someone to that. 265 got saved Easter weekend, and 1,384 got saved all other weekends are in other ministries. Um, That 1,384, if you divide that by the rest of the weekends left, that's 30 people a week. So over 30 people a week are accepting Christ. And here is a a very, very good number in our amazing kids ministry, 1,218 children accepted Jesus Christ in their family. 
Now this is, this next number is a large number. Uh, it was on the video, but I, I want you to notice this. Uh, it's a large number because we're a large church. And as the, as the church gets larger, we even have people say, well, should we be giving away that money? Please don't think that way. We're, we are sowing into the gospel. We are sowing into missionaries all over the world. And the resources we have, we're able to sow large amounts into ministries, even like to help build buildings in Israel. We're doing that. Uh, we've sowed a, sown a large amount. Uh, Ravi Zacharias, remember Dr. Ravi Zacharias was here and praying for him. They're, they're looking to build an apologetic center. We were able to sow a large amount into that. So uh, look at this number, 14798376 dollars given to 178 ministries in 42 countries. <laughs> That's just fantastic. Almost $15 million given to missions last year. Uh, this number, uh, just to help you understand, it's 7,942 average weekly views of weekend services via live streaming. That's uh, almost 8,000 computers that are turned on every weekend to watch the live message. That's not our sermon page views. By the way, our archive, you know what you can go and archive and you can go back and look at a sermon? 1.5 million sermons were watched last year on our website. But every week, eight, almost 8,000 computers. We know of uh, one place where there's 200 people and they turn it on and watch it and they gather together. It's like a small church and they watch our message. And there are several churches now that are beginning to just watch our message that are smaller churches. So when it says 8,000 computers, we really don't know how many people that would represent. Uh, but it's uh, uh, in 193 countries, by the way, 100, all 50 states and 193 countries watch our services live every, every weekend on the internet. And then uh, one other is Bless Life TV, uh, which we are on Daystar and five different networks. We're on seven times a week in over 200 countries. That's what these cameras are for. These cameras are to take the gospel all over the world. Uh, Debbie and I, a few years ago, were uh, on a mission trip, and we were in England, Israel, and Egypt, all in about a 10-day period, and all three of those countries, England, Israel, and Egypt, our uh, television program goes in all three countries. Many people came up to us and said, we watch your program every week. And so I'm grateful for that. Uh, let me share with you now where, where we want to go, all right? Uh, these are what we call Heart for the Kingdom initiatives. Uh, most people at Gateway Church tithe. You're fantastic. You're absolutely fantastic. Uh, but also, many people give over and above their tithe, and it's called We Do It for Heart for the Kingdom. It's a way that we can expand the ministries here at Gateway Church. In other words, $15 million given to expand other ministries, but then Heart for the Kingdom given to expand Gateway Church to be able to help more people. So let me give you these initiatives. We have five initiatives this year. Number one, the first one is the Frisco Campus Lobby Expansion and Updates. You'll see some video there of the Frisco Campus Lobby, and hey to everyone at the Frisco Campus. Uh, if you've ever been in the Frisco Campus Lobby, uh, you'll get to meet a whole bunch of new people every week because it's very, very crowded. The lobby was built, this building was a church already in existence that became a campus, and uh, so we need to update the lobby, update the campus, a few other areas, but the main part is the lobby. So that's where part of our funds will go this year. Uh, NRH, campus changes and updates. Uh, North Richland Hills, and hey to everyone at North Richland Hills. Uh, North Richland Hills was our 
first extension campus. So we've learned some things since then. Uh, they don't have enough room for equipping classes. They don't have a V lounge uh, like we do at the other campuses or uh, a guest central. They have places they use for it, but we need to totally remodel the North Richland Hills campus. So that's where part of our funds will go. South Lake campus parking. Uh, uh, if you attend the South Lake campus, uh, you know that we can be completely full, especially on special services, special events, Christmas, Easter, conferences. Uh, it's taken us a while to get through the permitting prog process. Uh, by the way, uh, thank the Lord for the U-turn that we finally got. It took us five years to, to get the U-turn there, but we've got that done. Um, and the U-turn, if you don't know, was a joint venture of Gateway Church. We paid for part of it. South Lake Town Square, the city of South Lake, and the state of Texas. So just getting those four together uh, wasn't our fault, by the way. No, no, I'm just kidding. It, was, it just took a while to get it through the process. So, uh, but we're going to add 434 new parking spaces to South Lake. Uh, and then Grand Prairie Campus Completion. Grand Prairie, again, was the Shady Grove Church. Hey to everyone at the Grand Prairie Campus that uh, became one of our, our campuses. And uh, it has it had a great building, shell of a building, but only half the building was finished out. And so we are, we did a complete uh, master plan, new blueprints. We're there in the process right now. So we're uh, completely remodeling the sanctuary, uh, guest central area, V lounge, cafe, bookstore, children's area to make the children's area look like the rest of our uh, children's areas at the other campuses. This is where a lot of our funds will go this year. And just like a couple of years ago, we did this for North Fort Worth. If you remember, most of our Heart for the Kingdom funds went to the North Fort Worth campus. By the way, right now, the North Fort Worth campus is in overflow. So it, it, it just is always uh, just bursting at the seams. So this is the Grand Prairie campus is where most of the funds will go this year. And then the last place that we want to expand, uh, we want to do two new campus property purchases. So we want to purchase property like we did for North Fort Worth, the property. We purchased the property, started in a high school, and then remodeled the building, and then started the campus, and the first day had almost 5,000 there. So everyone asks us, where are you going to put a new campus? Because many people drive from somewhere, and they won't know, are you going to put a campus close to me? So uh, the elders always pray, and so we prayed, and uh, we felt like we have a play. I'll just show you where one of the new campuses is going to be. Current altitude, 121 miles. Mars. <laughs> Haven't you heard? Everybody is about 100 people have signed up to go to Mars in 2024. We're thinking they're going to need a church. By the way, we've selected the campus pastor also. Let me show you the campus pastor here. <laughs> notice yeah, he's holding the Blessed Life book. And notice we've changed our slogan. We're all about people and Martians. <laughs> so, okay, I'm just joking. We're not going to start a campus on Mars. Let me show you where our campuses are right now. Uh, we have five campuses. Here are the locations of all five of our campuses. Uh, North Fort Worth, North Richland Hills, South Lake, Grand Prairie, and Frisco. Uh, North Fort Worth and Frisco uh, need the most help right now. They are both bursting at the seams, and uh, they, they are areas where we have lots of members already, 
And then what we've learned when we start a campus is that we can start the campus and then uh, the members, again, the healthy sheep bring people who don't know Christ. So we're looking right now around the North Fort Worth campus and we're looking around the Frisco campus in that North Dallas area. But, <laughs> someone said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, but, what, did you say, did someone say something else? Was it just thank you or you, you shouting out the name of a city you wanted? Where? Dallas? Dallas does need some help. I will say that. So we'll, we'll see what we can do there. Um, it, it, it comes down to what God, what's God saying and how much does God provide? And we just let the Lord uh, determine that and uh, because we don't want to, uh, we want to operate the church fiscally sound. So uh, let me tell you why we're doing this, all right? And in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to give to it and make your commitment. And I've told you about that. And if you've been here before, you know about this. Here's the only reason, there's only one word of why we're expanding. There's only one word, it's people. It's to help people. Uh, I told you a moment ago, every number has a name and every name we're finding out has a story. So let me show you one of the stories. This is Maddie's story. There's a a 12-year-old girl named Maddie. This is Maddie and she was at home and her leg began to go numb. And they took her to the emergency room. After two MRIs and consults with neurosurgeons, the doctors told the family that based upon the location and test results, if she ever walked again, there would need to be a lot of rehabilitation. About three years ago, we moved down to Texas from Wichita, Kansas. At that time, we didn't know anybody down here. The very first day we walked into Gateway, we felt right at home. We did have a concern because of the, the size of the church. We've always been in a church of three or 400. So we were concerned when we first came if we'd have those closer relationships we'd always had in the smaller church. Our kids got immersed into the technical arts ministry and they started volunteering as much as they possibly could. And we really felt like we were part of the fabric very, very quickly at Gateway. Madison, our 12-year-old daughter, was walking through our house late one night and she collapsed on the floor and had a seizure. Vanessa was yelling at Madison, trying to get her to respond because she was unresponsive. Joshua was right there. He had his phone and he picked up and he started calling 911. I was calling 911 about 10 seconds behind him. Those six minutes that it took for the ambulance to get to our house was the longest six minutes of our lives. On the way to Cook Children's, uh, I was in our truck with our middle son, Josh, and he made a post onto the My Gateway app saying, please pray for my sister. They showed us the monitor. And we knew that it was the head and the skull that she was showing us, but we didn't understand this big white dot right in the middle of it on the left side. And she goes, this could be lots of things, but it's probably a tumor. Neither one of us even looked at each other. We just took a deep breath. We walked back into the room where she was, and we both hit the floor, praying. The doctor came in to tell us all that happened. My mom just came up to me and said, this isn't the story we would have chosen, but it's the story we have. All of a sudden, we were surrounded by people that were just ministering to us. Pastor Ann Cryer and his family were there. Pastor Zach Neese shows up with his guitar and just starts doing a full worship set. And people from the children's ministry and student ministry and cards started coming in. And we were overwhelmed by the outpouring of people responding on the Mike Gateway app. The next day, we went to go have surgery. The nurse came and grabbed us and took us to the pediatric intensive care unit waiting room where the neurosurgeon was there. He goes, um, it, it's, it's not a tumor. 
And we asked, well, what, what do you mean? He goes, I, I don't know what this is. In fact, we've sent all the stuff off and all we can come up with is that this is some type of goo. Your recovery has been nothing short of miraculous. It was amazing the outpouring of love that we got from everyone that was around us. And all the doubts that we had about Gateway, could it function as a smaller church, had been completely wiped away. Gateway has a tagline that we are all about people, and Gateway just made us feel amazing. You know, uh, we, we didn't plan it this way, but um, uh, Maddie's actually volunteering this weekend, and she's right there on camera one. Maddie, can you wave at everyone? <laughs> so, and then, uh, right here on the front row, here are Maddie's parents. So right here, thank you guys for being here. So that's, that's, that's it's, it's why we give. It's behind, it's, a, it's a, a, a person behind all these numbers that I showed you. So here's what I'm asking you to do today, okay? I'm asking you for two things. I'm asking you, number one, to give today an extravagant offering. If you forgot, I mentioned to you last weekend, or if you didn't come prepared, uh, you can do it when you get home. But I want you to ask the Lord. If you've never done this, it's one of the greatest, greatest joys you'll ever have in your life. It's simply to pray and hear the Lord. I'm not asking you to put yourself in jeopardy or anything like that financially. I'm just simply asking you, though, to give an extravagant offering for you. Yesterday, Debbie and I were talking about this, and I was in my office praying, and I had two amounts. And I was praying between one amount and then a larger amount. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing? I'll just give the larger amount. I mean, God's always been faithful, you know. And um, I told Debbie, and she said, well, I I knew you'd do that. So, uh, So we did last night on Saturday night. We gave that amount, plus we gave our commitment. Hear, hear my heart in this as your pastor. No matter what the amount is, I just please, please, please give something. Give something. Let God, give God a chance to do a miracle in your life. Give God a chance. Give Him something to work with. So just in a moment, you're just going to take a moment and ask the Lord to speak to you. If you're married, you need to talk to your spouse. And uh, by the way, if you do have two different amounts, the, the spouse that has the higher amount is hearing the Lord. Just, just so you know. Um, so just, just give. I, I really, uh, you say, boy, you just, you do it with no shame. That's exactly right. I'll never have shame about asking people to pray, to witness, to, to read their Bible, to love the Lord, to worship, or to give. It's the same thing. So I want, I want every person to give something. And if you can't give it today, go home and do it online and, and mark it heart for the kingdom. It's an offering. It's over and above your time. So heart for the kingdom. Also, every campus, if you will just take this card out, it's in the seat back in front of you. And if you wouldn't mind, if you'll take the card out right now at every campus, uh, if you don't have one, there should have been some on the front row. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. And then the ushers will be ready right now. So if you don't have a, a, a card, Heart for the Kingdom card, no matter which campus you're attending, just raise your hand and the ushers will get you a card, all right? Uh, you'll see the, camp, the initiatives on the back of the card that we talked about. But here's what I'm asking you to do also, is to make a commitment that goes from March 1st to next February, it's a one-year commitment, of how much you're going to give over and above your tithe. It's just like we talked about in The Blessed Life, is we give the first to God, and then we give over and above. So 
you pray and ask the Lord for an amount. Debbie and I did this again last night. We, we turned in our card. Um, and the, what you're giving today is part of this amount. So this is a total amount. This is not your tithe. Okay, this is not your tithe. This is how much you, you're going to give over and above your tithe for Heart for the Kingdom, and you'll designate it Heart for the Kingdom. Here's the reason we ask you to do this. It helps us plan. It helps us know when these initiatives, how much is coming in and when we can move forward because you, you, you tell us, by God's grace, I'll be able to give this much over and above my tithe. If something changes in your finances, listen to me. You're released. You're released, okay? If you change jobs or go from a two-income family to one-income family or move or something, okay, you're released. Because we already planned. We planned for about 75 to 80% of it to come in because we know there'll be situations like that. But it helps us plan through the year. And this is one of the greatest things you can ever do as a Christian is to tithe and give over and above your tithe. So uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment and pray and ask the Lord for two things. One is what's the yearly amount? And then what's the amount today or this week that you can give if you want to go home and give online because you're not prepared. And then in a moment, we're going to, uh, guys, you can go ahead and put the offering buckets out. And at every campus, you can put the offering buckets or containers uh, on the um, platform. And in a moment, we're going to have one more worship song. During that worship song, if you're ready to give, then I want you to come and give. You can, if you can fill out your card now, fill your card out and come put it in the, the uh, offering basket. Uh, if you want to just write on a piece of paper the amount you're going to give as a special offering, you're going to give out when you get home, you can do that because you may feel like, well, I want to go and, and give something even though I don't have my checkbook with me. So uh, just pray. Let's just, let's just take a moment. Why don't you just close your eyes and just take a moment and just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's all I'm asking you to do, okay? I'm not asking you to give to the church because for the church's sake, as an organization. I'm asking you just simply to let this be a wonderful experience between you and the Lord. It's a wonderful experience, I promise you. You just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to give? And the Lord puts an amount on your heart. And it's amazing then, we have all these testimonies of people who, who felt like the Lord gave them an amount and then got a raise for the exact same amount or something happened. But it's fantastic what God does. It's fantastic what God does. So just take a moment, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to give in the offering? And what do you want me to give for the year over and above my tithe, the heart for the kingdom? And then I'm going to pray for you. And then we'll have one worship song. We'll all stand at every campus. We're going to do this at every campus. And whenever you're ready to give, either your offering or your commitment card or both, you just come forward, put it in one of the containers. If you want to take a moment, and we saw families uh, last night just take a moment and pray. If you want to take a moment and pray, that's fine too. Right, and um, and then after we all give at every campus, then I'll come back and I'll pray an offer, a blessing over the people, the offering and the people. I want the Lord to multiply resources, but I want Him to bless you and protect you, your family, your finances, your health, your children, your ministry, whatever God's called you to do, your business. So let me pray for you, and then we'll stand. And when we stand, whenever you're ready, you come and give as the Holy Spirit leads you. Right. Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for such a giving congregation. Lord, thank you for how you bless us and protect us. And I pray, God, that you'll lead every person, those even watching at home, and 
uh, more I didn't say, but those watching at home can go online and give right now and can fill out the commitment card online. So Lord, I pray right now, every person will hear you and will obey and will step out in faith in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. And whenever you're ready, you come and give as the Lord leads you.
I have to tell you, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> to watch you come and to make a commitment. And I know some of you are thinking, I, I need to go home and pray about it and look at my budget. That's great. That's okay. Or I'm going to go home and do the offering online. That's fine. But watching the ones that came, and to, it's just fantastic. You just, I'm thinking, how proud is the Lord? You know, saying, these are my beloved kids in whom I'm well pleased. They set aside uh, their own dreams sometimes for my dream. And I just want to tell you, there's, never, there's no, no dream you'll ever set aside of your own for God's dream that God won't give you a better dream. I promise you. And so I, I want to pray for you at all the campuses. Why don't you just take your hands and just turn them upward like this, like you're uh, about to receive from the Lord, because I think you are. Lord, I want to tell you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And God, look down now on your people. That's what Solomon said when they gave. He said, Lord, look down on your people and bless your people in your holy habitation. Lord, I pray that. Lord, will you bless the people of Gateway Church? Lord, will you protect them? Will you protect their marriages, their health, their children, their grandchildren? Lord, their businesses, their finances, their relationships, their relationship with you. God, I ask you, as the pastor of this church, will you bless the members of this church? Lord, those who call Gateway home, Lord, will you bless them and will you protect them? And Lord, thank you for blessing us so that we can be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.